it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's interview with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing Ash Exantis, aka Ash Cash, the money man himself. We had an awesome conversation. Ash shared some of his viewpoints on finances and also a lot of the things that he has going on within his business. We really had a pumped conversation and he has an infectious personality and I left that conversation very motivated and I think you will too. Here's a little bit of Ash's bio. Ash Exantis, aka Ash Cash, is one of the nation's top personal finance experts, dubbed as the hip-hop financial motivator. He uses a culturally responsive approach in teaching financial literacy. He is also a speaker, best-selling author of many books, and has established himself as a thought leader and trusted voice with corporate America, colleges, churches, and community-based organizations. Ash is best known for helping people maximize their full potential by giving them inspiration, tools, and resources needed to live their best lives. For more information on Ash, please visit his website at IamAshCash.com. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Ash Cash Exantis. Welcome, Ash. Hey, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to talk to you today, Ash. Yeah. Um, I, I usually like to have a little icebreaker, so I want you to share with us something about yourself that most people do not know. Mm, something about myself that most people don't know. That's tough because I kind of put a lot, a lot out there. All right, so I'm the, I'm the youngest of three, and I'm just trying to think, right? So I'm the youngest of three, uh, grew up in the projects. I like to play basketball. Um, oh, I know. Some, all right, so here's something that, that people wouldn't know: that uh, if I wasn't uh, a financial educator, I would be an actor. So I used to act. Uh, I used to uh, like theater acting. Like in, in high school, though, after high school, uh, I started working, and I never took it serious. Uh, but I, but I, but I was like a theater actor, and so I was trained to to act. Um, and that's something that people don't really uh, really know about me. But that's one thing. That, uh, that, and, and, and honestly, I might, it's something that I want to do. And so I might jump back into it at some point in my life. But yeah, that's something for sure. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You know, definitely. Yeah. Um, if you want to tap back into it, you never know what can come of it. So yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you're a finance expert. How did you get into this industry? Um, one by, by trade, the other by trial and error. So, uh, I started out my career as a banker um, uh, when I was 19 years old. So I, I graduated high school, uh, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And uh, at the time, I was an assistant manager at a video store. And one of the assistant managers said that, that Chase Bank was hiring for tellers. Um, I knew that there wasn't but so much I could do in the video store, you know, fast out the blockbuster videos. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I wind up uh, taking a job at 19 as a teller. Um, and then I, you know, just kind of worked my way up from there. And I, I realized that I love finance. And so I did everything in banking from teller 
to personal banker, to private banker, uh, to branch manager. I was uh, a CEO for a short uh, amount of time of a credit union. Um, so, I, so I did about 10 plus years in, in the banking field, uh, then realized that um, I didn't really like uh, selling products and services because that's what banking turned into. Uh, but, the, but the part about my business that I liked uh, or the part about being a, a banker that I liked was, was giving people advice, like helping them, uh, you know, manage their money. Um, and so, you know, I, I decided that I, I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a financial educator. Um, but during that journey, there was a lot of things that I learned in banking that I was trying to apply to my own life, but it wasn't working. I was making a lot of money, but I was still living paycheck to paycheck. I was still struggling a little bit uh, as an entrepreneur. And so I realized that the reason why I wasn't living my best life uh, was because I didn't have my mind right. Um, and so that's when I, so through trial and error, I started working on not the practical things that I needed to do because I always made money. So I, I've, I've, I've been generating income for myself since I've been eight years old. So I don't think there's been a year of my life that I haven't generated my own income, but I still had periods of times where I was struggling. And so I, I was trying to correlate that. Like, what, like why is that? I, I make money. I know how to make money. I'm from Harlem, home of the hustlers. So I'm, that's, that's easy for me. But why, why, why is it that I'm not able to live the life that I want to live? Um, and then I realized it was mindset, and, and that's why uh, ever since I've been teaching people um, not only the practical things, because the practical things are important, uh, but, but the practical things mean nothing if you don't have the right, the right money mindset. Yeah, I agree with you there. And it's interesting that you say that because the same thing for a lot of people in the beauty industry, because that's my audience. A lot of people in the beauty industry are bringing in a lot of money doing hair and makeup every day. And so they know how to make money. They have money, but they don't, their mindset around money isn't right. So there is as quick as it's coming in, it's going out. They're losing it. They're spending it and, and losing their money just as quick as they're getting in. So what are some things that we can do to change our mindset about money? Yeah, I think um, you, uh, one thing is operating in abundance and not in lack. For me, that, that's, that's been the, the situation because um, I was so used to operating in lack. So, even, you know, the reason why, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've been making income since I've been eight years old was because, I'm the youngest of three coming from a single parent home. So my mom had to raise three of us, uh, wasn't really, you know, she was making minimum wage, really wasn't making a lot of money. And so I started packing bags at an early age, you know, going to the local supermarket and making money uh, to make ends meet. And so up until, you know, as a you know, teenager, I, I continued to work to help the household out. Um, I always had that same mentality that, uh, there wasn't enough, right? Like it wasn't, you know, it, it was just enough. And so even when I made money, I made more money. My, 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 my mode of operation was there wasn't enough. And so I would spend money so that there wouldn't be enough, if that makes sense, right? And so, you know, think about it, right? Like, I, like, like mm -hmm. I, you know, I might make $10,000 and 10,000, you know, it's not enough. And so, and so now I'm saying, all right, I gotta make $30,000. So now I make $30,000 and that's more than enough than I had when I made 10000 But now I adjust my lifestyle so that 30000 is is not enough. Uh, I, you know, I make 50000 and I adjust my lifestyle so 50000 isn't enough. I make $100,000. Like, believe it or not, I was living paycheck to paycheck making $100,000 because mm -hmm. what happened? You know, uh, I make $100,000. Now I got a bigger house. Now I got the, the ML350 Mercedes-Benz. 
right? Like, and, and so now I've increased my, my lifestyle. And so now 100,000 is not enough. And so I think that what people need to do uh, is that they need to redefine their number, right? They need to redefine uh, what more than enough is and, and stay at that number. For instance, you know, if you are someone, you know, making $30,000 right now, uh, then you need to lower your, your lifestyle. Your lifestyle should be a $10,000 or $15,000 lifestyle. So that way that $30,000 is more than enough and you have more than enough to cover everything. Now, and, and that might be tough in the beginning, right? You might have to, you know, sacrifice some things, pull some things back. But now you're, you're used to operating in the more than enough space so that your, your lifestyle is $15,000, you are making $30,000. Now, as you graduate, right, now if you start making $50,000, do not increase your lifestyle to, to make fifty dollars or to, to live off of fifty. dollars Increase your lifestyle so you can live off of twenty five. dollars and I think that that simple shift in mindset uh, begins to help people understand uh, the abundance of the world. Because as I started doing that, more opportunities started to come because there's also a psychological thing that happens to you when you don't operate in lack. When you look at your bank account and you see money, when you look at, you know, when you want to buy something and you have the availability to buy it, that releases something in your brain that doesn't feel that you have to hoard everything or hold on to everything or, or that you're missing out on everything. And so now you're, you're making better to de decisions with your money uh, that allows you to also to attract more opportunities, more clients, more deals, whatever it is, um, in order to, to continue to live that life that you, that you want to live. Yeah, so that's interesting. Now, I've heard that you should definitely live, you know, below your means, like, uh, but most of us don't do that. Like, we, the more and more we make, the more and more we spend, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. And like you said, like, we're, we're just trying to constantly get up to that level in which what we make instead of just, you know, once we get to the point where we have enough to sustain, sustain, and then, you know, you're, you're saying half, like maybe half of it. So if right. you're making like 1K, then you should be living off of 50K is what you're saying, right? Sure. I think it is um, whatever, you know, you know, you know, 50% is just an example, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because I'll, I'll give you ideally, and this is just me, right? Ideally, I, I want to live off of 20% of my income. Right. And so that's my goal. I'm not there yet, but my goal is to live off of 20% of my income. And so what I want to do is 20% of what I make, um, it, you know, that, that helps, uh, uh, maintain a hundred percent of my expenses and that other 80% I can save and invest and, and help grow so that, so that way I can have more than enough always. Right. Not just for me, for my family, for my generations to come, but that's my mindset. My mindset is 20%. Um, some people might not be there, right? But but so whatever number that you choose, I think that the number should be based on where you are currently. But ultimately, uh, I I don't want people to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want you to live month to month. Um, I even don't want you to uh, live year to year. I would like you to live decade to decade, right? Like I want you to have enough money that you can live 10 years at a time. That everything that you do now, you're doing it for love. You're not doing anything for money. You're doing it for love. And for me, you know, 20% affords me that to be able to live decade to decade. But that's aspirational, right? Like, again, I'm not there yet. Um, but I say that to say that I, I don't want people to look like, what? 50, you know, 50% of my income, there's no way I can live on 50% of my income. That's fine. I just don't want you to live on 100% of your income because that's what most people are doing. 
-hmm. In fact, most people are living at 110% of their income, and that's why they have debt and things of that nature. And so I just want you to lower it. At minimum, if you live off of 90%, right, so 90% of your income uh, you need to survive, and 10% of that, you know, you, you didn't need and you could save or whatever, that's a great start. That should be the minimum, 90%. But then as you're at 90 you know, continue to start working towards it so that you can eventually get to a space where you're, you're living year to year. Like, imagine that, right? Imagine the feeling of not having to pay any bills for one year. And so, for, so, so imagine, imagine all your bills. Like, right now, as you hear my voice, right? Imagine that for the whole year, all of your expenses are paid for for 2020. And so any money that you make right now, it's for 2021 and 2022. Imagine the, the, the feeling that you get. Imagine the liberation that that gives you in order to do with your time whatever you want to do. Like right now, I'm at a space where I, I do not work for money. I only do things that I love to do. And then it just happens that the things that I love to do give me money. But I don't have to do anything. And so imagine being in that space. And that's, that's, what I want, where, that's where I want people to be. Now, you said, like you said yourself, you had to go through a process to get there. So what were some of the things you did to make changes in your life when it came to money and the way you thought about money? Like, how did you start? Yeah, so I think number one um, is, is believing that I was worth it. Because I think a lot of times the reason why uh, we don't have more than enough because we, we don't think that we're more than enough. We don't think that um, we deserve more than enough. And so because that's our mode of operation, um, then we're always going to find a reason, right? There's always going to be that family member that asks you for money. There's always going to be, you know, that, what, that, that, that thing that breaks down or the money that you have to dish out because you don't think you're more than enough. And so for me, the first thing had to be for me to believe that I'm more than enough. And I, and I do that with, uh, with, with affirmations. Um, I've been a, um, a believer in affirmation for a very long time. Um, and so every morning I wake up four in the morning um, and I say affirmations and these affirmations uh, uh, remind me uh, that I don't have to do anything because I'm already enough. I, like there, there isn't anything I can do to make me more than what I am right now. Like I am more than enough just being me. Uh, and those affirmations have done that for me. Number one. Number two is then the practical things that need to happen. Right. Uh, in order for you to get to that space because it's not going to click overnight. Um, and so for me, I started setting up systems, right? And so number one, uh, I made sure that I had uh, different types of bank accounts. So instead of just having one bank account where all my money went and I was able to just manage my money that way, uh, I had three bank accounts. I have a, a bill account, I have a spending account, and I have a savings account. My savings account is in a different bank. It's not where I can see it every day out of sight, out of mind. So now I automate my finances so that I make sure that, you know, anytime I get, uh, you know, money, a percentage of that goes to my savings account automatically. Um, and then I don't see it. I don't look at it. I don't know that it exists. I just allow it to accumulate. I then have a bill account that I have all my bills go to. Um, and then I pay those bills from that. I don't have a debit card attached to it. I don't know, you know, I don't care what's in there because anything in there is, is for the purposes of bills. Uh, but then lastly, I have a spending account, and my spending account is my allowance. My spending account says I did the budget already. I did a spending diary. I know that each month I can spend $1,000, and so $1,000 is my budget, as an example. Um, and so I can do whatever I want. If I want to you know, go on a vacation, I, I can do it as long as I, it, it fits within whatever my spending is. If I want to go out and pop some bottles, I'm gonna pop, I can do that. If I want to 
you know, buy a, 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 a fancy watch. I can do that as long as that fits within that. Um, and that way for me, psychologically, um, it never feels like I'm restricting myself. I can do whatever I want, but as long as, you know, I can only do it within the confines of, you know, the, the amount of money I have in my spending account. And, and doing it that way um, has, you know, it cre I created this, the system, set it, forget it, um, and, and, I, and I've been able to work for me. Awesome. Now, some people say, like, uh, you should pay yourself first or profit first. You hear so many different things. How do you feel about all of yeah. that? Yeah, I think a pay yourself first and profit first is, is, is the same, same thing. And, mm -hmm. and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Uh, because, again, if you think you're more than enough, um, why, why would you pay? If, you, if you're working hard, why would you pay somebody else before you pay yourself? Right? Like, if, if this is my idea, this is my sweat, this is my equity, why would I make money? And then after I make that money, I take care of everybody else. And then whatever is left over, that's what I get. No, profit first, pay yourself first. Whatever you make, you take whatever you need off the top. And whatever's left over, you start to think about people. I, I always say, uh, treat yourself like FICA, right? Uh, if anybody had a nine to five or has a nine to five, you know what, who you know who FICA is. I don't even know who she is. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know who she is. Right? I don't even know who FICA is. I don't know how she got how she got attached to my pay stub. But all I know is when I when when I look at that pay stub, FICA, she took her money. She didn't care about my bills. She didn't care about what I had to pay. She didn't care about my my daughter. She didn't care about my son. She didn't care about none of that. All she cared about was what she, she wanted her money, and she said, Ash, you could, you could have whatever's left over. And what did I do? I didn't complain. I let FICA have her money, and wh whatever was left over, I, I, I budgeted based on what's left over. So why are we not treating ourselves like FICA, right? Why, right. why, why we can't take our money off the top, and then whatever's left over could go to everybody else? So I agree with that 100%. Pay yourself first. Take your profit first. And then what's, whatever's left over, that's what, you know, everybody else gets because because you're more than enough and you deserve it. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. So how do we go about creating multiple streams of income? Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Multiple because, streams, you do a lot of things as an author. Yeah. You have courses. I know you speak. Yeah. I, I, multiple streams of income. That's that's big. Like, I love multiple streams of income. Uh, and and the thing I, the thing I, the thing I say about multiple streams of income is be who you are and whoever you are find an ecosystem right around who you are um, so that it's natural so that way you're not um, exchanging energy like you're not uh, doing five things you're actually doing one thing and each of and, and that one thing feeds into everything else right. Um, and so, for, for instance, the reason why, you know, I'm a big proponent on people writing books is because books are the easiest way for you to display who you are, right? But it's also something that you do one time and you get paid for it over and over and over again. And so I'll give you an example. Um, I wrote my first book back in 2009. Ten plus years later, I still get a check for something I did, you know, that long ago. Um, and so that's one example. So I don't care what your business is. I don't care what you do. Uh, you should have a book. You should have a book. You should have a course. Uh, you should, you know, you have knowledge. You have experience. You have things that you can teach people. And so do that, right? Create that thing one time 
and then sell it over and over again. Um, but then, for, for, you know, like, like you said, I'm a financial educator, right? And so as a financial educator, uh, that's who I am, right? That's not, um, some, that's not a character. That's not whether I was getting paid for it or not. I will be uh, motivating people to live their best lives, period. That's like, I do that when I go to the supermarket and I bump into a random stranger. It's, I'm, I'm inspiring and motivating. When I go to my daughter's school and I, you know, I talk to the to kids at the school, I'm inspiring and motivated. When I get on stage, I'm inspiring and motivated. When I write books, I'm inspiring and motivated. So what I'm saying is um, I'm being, I'm just being me and I'm creating products around my being. And so I'm an author, right? As a financial motivator, as inspire, as a motivator, I write books as an author. Uh, I'm a teacher, so that's why I have courses. Um, you know, I'm a speaker, and so that's why I go around and I do speeches. Um, I'm an influencer, and so that's why brands hire me um, to, you know, to influence people if I believe in their products or services. Um, and so, I mean, you know, there's, there's other things that I do, but all of them, you know, fall under who I am. Um, and so for anybody who's looking to, um, you know, create multiple streams of income, I would say first you have to define who you are. Who are you? At your being, not what do you get paid to do, right? Not not the things that could be taken away from you. Who are you at your core? What, what like like what do you do every single day with or without money? And then once you find out your being, find out what are those other things that you can create around your being that can make you money, and that's how you create that multiple streams of income. I like that because I've heard many different uh, people describe in ways to get multiple streams, but I really think that is, you know, awesome because you're taking everything you are and creating all those streams. So everything that you do, you're being and everything that you are create all those streams. And I think that's a great way to have multiple streams because a lot of times we think we got to do all of these different things that may be outside of who we are, outside of what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. just to bring in money. But if you hone into who you are, you can use all of those things and create your multiple streams. So I love that because a lot of times you hear like, well, you need to, uh, you know, have investments and then you need to do this and then you need to do that. And, it, and this is how you create all of your streams. But I love that you said taking every, you, you're yourself every day and you're taking yeah. everything that you do and you offer that you're passionate about to create your multiple streams. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And, and, I, and I want, I want to add something to that because, um, you know, starting a business or investing in somebody's business, investing, investing in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, you know, real estate is another way that you could create multiple streams of income. Um, all of that um, is definitely part of it, right? Like, like, like real estate saved my life. You know, when I, when I, you know, uh, when 20, yeah, so 2011, when I almost went into foreclosure because I didn't understand how money worked, um, you know, buying a property and renting it out and having tenants pay me, uh, that saved my life, right? That even saved my marriage, honestly. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you can't do any of that stuff if you're not generating income. And so that's the reason why I'm, you know, I start with find out who you are, who you be, right, in your being, create businesses or create products or services around that being, because as you do that, now you're generating income and that income will allow you to, to, to invest. That income will allow you to buy properties. That income 
will allow you to, you know, become a silent partner in a business. All of those things that add on to your point, you know, the, the, the streams of income. And I think you're happier that way because you're being true to yourself and you're operating and what you love to do. So it comes easier. And that that's the fun part of being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Being able to, you know, do what you love and make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, there, and there's something to um, doing what you love, right? Because um, I've, I've worked for money. So, I, so, so, so when I talk, I'm not talking from theory. I'm talking from actual things that I've experienced, right? And so I've been at a space where I had to work for money. And I've worked for money before. Uh, then I've been at a space where I worked uh, based on what I love to do and I allowed the money to come. Um, and, the, and the truth of the matter is um, there's going to be difficulties in both, right? There's going to be difficulties in what you're doing just for money. And then there's going to be difficulties in the things that you do for love. Uh, but the difference is when, you're, when, when the difficulties come with the things that you're doing just for money, uh, money's not a great motivator, right? And so when, you, when the going gets tough and the things get tough or whatever, uh, it's going to be easy to abandon it. It's going to be easier to leave it. But love is the only motivator, right? And so when you are doing something that is difficult, but you love to do it, um, it, didn't, it doesn't become something that you regret. It's something that you want to overcome because you love it so much. And so, you know, I want people to understand that distinction between working for money and working for love, because if you work for love, the money will come. But even when the going gets tough, uh, that's where your resilience, you know, people who work for money, they bounce around from thing to thing to thing to thing, and that's why they never have success. But when you're doing something that you love, you're never going to bounce around because you're going to just love this thing, and then you're going to you know, persevere and push past it at all, all, all costs. I love that. I love that. I think that is definitely um, some great advice. So uh, we also, I also, you also suggested talking about like how to transition from your 9 to 5 uh, to being a full-time entrepreneur. So it may be some people who are still working nine to fives and they're looking to do their business solely. What would be some advice that you would give to someone? Yeah, I, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, um, but I would say, you know, act your wage, not your want size, right? Um, if you're working in a nine to five currently, um, I want you to make sure that you're living below your means. Um, do not live above your means with the nine to five because if you can't live below your means with a nine to five, then you're not even ready to be an entrepreneur because, you know, uh, one month you might make $4,000. The next month you might make $20. You mm -hmm. know, one month you might make 10,000 and then the other month you make 1000, you know? And so, um, with, with, with being an entrepreneur, there are no guarantees. Even if you think you got the formula, there are no guarantees uh, unless you have like a long-term contract with somebody, things of that nature. Uh, but there are no guarantees as an entrepreneur. And so you have to start conditioning your mind for no guarantees, even while you have the nine to five, because that's the thing, right? With a nine to five, whether you show up for work or not, if you don't feel like it and you're like, you know what, I'm going to get 50%, you still get 100% of your paycheck. If you give 120%, you still get 100% of your paycheck. As an entrepreneur, if you don't show up, you don't get paid, you know? And so uh, you, you need to start having that mentality of acting your wage and scaling back on your, ink, on your um, you know, what you're spending money on um, just so that you, you're able to uh, 
um, you know, get into that mode of, of being able to do the same thing as an entrepreneur. So that's number one. Um, number two, I would say, you know, start practicing now um, to, you know, to, to, to know what it feels like uh, to be an entrepreneur. But then even as you're practicing, you know, make sure that you are, um, you are, are, are making enough money in your, in, in your venture as an entrepreneur before you fully jump out. Um, and what I mean by that is this. Um, I remember when, when I quit my job the first time as a banker, I was making $100,000 or more, you know, at the bank with bonuses. Um, but then, um, you know, my first year as an entrepreneur, I made $60,000, right? And so people might be like, oh my God, that's good, right? Your first year. But like I mentioned, I was living a $100,000 lifestyle. So making $60,000, you know, I'm short. And that wasn't enough. Um, and so, so, you know, I almost went to foreclosure, car almost got repossessed. So there were things that I needed to do to kind of recalibrate. Um, and so what I, what I wound up doing, I went back to work. But when I went back to work, I looked at my job as my investor. Um, and so instead of living, going back to a $100,000 lifestyle, you know, I made sure that within what the bank was paying me now, I kind of like lived on half of that, started to save that money. Um, and then I started to, to invest in properties. Um, and so the funny thing about it is that a lot of times people work a nine to five full time. So they, they're tired. They can't really give all their effort to, the, to, to them being an entrepreneur. One of the things that I wound up doing was, okay, now, you know, I'm making good money at the bank, um, but I still have this itch to be an entrepreneur. So I scaled back. I started living within my, you know, below my means, the extra money that I was making, you know, bought a property, rented that out. Um, and now I have a tenant paying me, right? So the money that the tenant was paying me, uh, now said, oh, I don't need $80,000 in order to sustain my lifestyle. I could actually be good with $40,000. And so I quit banking. You know, I got a job being a financial uh, counselor, you know, for a nonprofit organization, and they were paying me $50,000. But the good thing about it is that I removed a lot of the responsibility that I had working as a full-time, you know, bank manager. And now I was just a financial counselor. Um, and so in the meantime, when it was downtime, I would work on my business until I started making more money, more money, more money in my business. And then I tipped the scale. It, you know, I tipped the scale to a point where I actually didn't need the $50,000 job anymore. You know, I could make a full-time salary, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur. And then I quit that job and I didn't need it. So what I'm saying is, that, you know, if you are somebody that needs that transition, then transition in tears. Um, don't necessarily jump out the window, you know, maybe go from this job that has a lot of responsibility with a lot of money to a little less money, but less responsibility, less money, less responsibility. But at the same time, you're, you're shifting that, that energy towards your business until you don't need the nine to five anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't say I've heard too many people doing it that way. <laughs> so yeah. that's definitely, yeah, interesting. So, but you talk a lot about real estate investing. So I know you're into that. And so is that, that's something that you should suggest entrepreneurs doing or people doing um, with their finances is investing in some sort, whether it's real estate or whether it's uh, the stock market or what it is. Is that something that you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'm a firm believer in mailbox money, right? Um, people call it passive income. I call it mailbox money. Um, and, and the thought process is, you know, you want money that you don't have to work for, that you walk to your mailbox and there's a check, right? Um, and so when I think about those things, what are the, the, the things that can give you mailbox money? Um, 
it's ownership, right? You have to own something. So whether it's owning intellectual property. So people pay me for my books because I took the thoughts in my brain, I wrote them down into a book, and I created an intellectual property that now is a book, right? Um, real estate is something that you actually own. It's real, it's tangible, you own it. Um, and then people will pay you for that real estate. Uh, stocks, bonds, you know, those are tangible things, right? A stock, even though you don't see it, uh, you're investing in a company. And based on the performance of the company determines whether the money goes up or down. And so, you know, I say that it's important that you focus on passive income. That's the only way you're going to get financial freedom. You're not going to get financial freedom by exchanging your time for money. If you're in a business where you have to physically be there in order to get paid, then you're in the wrong business. You cannot rely on that. Um, you need to be able to create multiple streams of income, and most of that income should be passive income. Yes, there, there's going to be income that's active, meaning that you, you work in exchange for that work, you get money. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I love to work for value, not for money. Um, and so whether, you know, I, don't pay me for my 40 hours. Don't say, here, Ash, I want to I buy your 40 hours, and in exchange for the 40 hours, here's this check. No, say, hey, Ash, I have this project. I have this thing that I want you to do. I don't care how long it takes you to do it, but if you do it, I give you this amount of money. That's exchanging time for value. And I think that's where people need to be. People need to be at a space where if, if like, you know, I know you said you're in the beauty industry, whether it takes a stylist an hour or 20 minutes to make a client's, you know, look the way they want to look, it doesn't matter. You're not paying for how long it takes. You're paying for my skill to make you look how you want to look. And that's exchanging time for value. And so if that same stylist now says, you know what, when I first started, I was charging, you know, $100 to do hair weaves, but now I'm the best that could do it. You can't go anywhere else and get a hair weave like mine, and then my price goes up to $300. You're not paying for the time. You're paying because that $300 that I'm touching your hair and I'm making you look like a million bucks, that's what you're paying for. Um, and so that's what, you know, I, I'm in a space where, the only thing I want to exchange time for is for value, but everything else needs to be passive income, which is stocks, bonds, uh, bonds, you know, you know, you know, cryptocurrency. If you're into that stuff, forex. If you're into it, uh, but I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a real estate guy because people are always gonna need a place to live, um, and so I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm of that mindset. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now I know you're an author. You've written eight books, and I see now you're really uh, helping other authors publish their books. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, um, for me, because it took me ten years to to, uh, or I've I've written books. Uh, you know, I started my writing my first book ten years ago, um, and I, I'm at a space now that I make at least four figures a month from books, right? And so that's my that's one of my passive income. Um, and you know, it, it just got to a point where a lot of people were asking me, you know, Hey, Ash, I want to, I want to self-publish a book. I want to write a book. You know, how do I do it? Then I was also hearing, um, you know, people, you know, who had self-published books, but weren't successful doing it, um, talk down to books, right? Talk down as if you really can't make money with books. Why, why would you waste your time or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted to debunk that. I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not true. Because, you know, you know, I mean, right now I'm at, a, I think I'm at like 25 to 2,800 on average. 
Um, some months I make more, right? So some months if I'm on, you know, I do a lot of television, I do a lot of speaking engagements. Um, and so if I do a lot of publicity for whatever months, you know, the more people that see me, the more people that I, I, I touch, uh, my book sales go up. But on the average, if I do nothing, if I just say, you know what, I'm going to relax this, this month, I know that at minimum I'll make at least $2,500. Um, and so I just wanted to teach people. I said, you know what, I'm going to create a program because, you know, again, I'm not exchanging my time for money, right? Because if somebody says to me, hey, Ash, uh, can you coach me on, you know, how to write books? It's going to cost a lot of money because I'm not going to spend time with you one-on-one -on -one you know, uh, teaching you how to do this because my time is valuable to me. So what I said, you know what, what if I just took all of the knowledge that I had, you know, put it in one, like put it in videos, put it in a workbook, put it in a course, you know, what if I did that? Um, you know, would I be able to teach people, get the same result that I wanted to teach people, but then also, you know, get paid for my time. Um, and so that's why I created the Mind Right, Right, Right course. Um, and so if you go to Mind Right, 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 so, so M-I-D, R-I-G-H-T-W-R-I-T-E-R-I-G-H-T.com. Um, I have a whole program that teaches people how to um, write and publish their book in 90 days or less. Uh, but then also I have a lot of, you know, marketing tips and secrets and things of that nature that I give people um, on how to actually uh, be successful, like how to actually sell books, not just, you know, run around like, hey, I'm an author. All right, that's dope. Uh, but, but are you eating, right? Are you making money? And so I, I, I give the game and I teach that. Uh, and I'm happy to say uh, that I do have, you know, my first uh, client or the first person who went through the program, uh, Shauna Solomon, uh, who wrote the book called The Actor's Hustle. Um, so she's an actor. Uh, she's been on, you know, she was recently on Power. She's been on Shades of Blue with, uh, you know, with Jennifer Lopez. So she's done a lot. Um, and so she went through my whole process and she put out a book teaching people how to, uh, you know, break into the acting business. Um, and within a week, she became a number one bestseller uh, on Amazon.com. And wow. so, you know, I'm proud that, you know, I, I get to see that my method does work, not just for me, but for other people as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I think that that is another awesome thing. Just taking something that you learned along the way because you've done it eight times and you're generating income from it. Why not just take that knowledge and create a course yes, and absolutely. sell it to people and help other people. So you're, you're very, you know, motivated about the things that you do. So what keeps you motivated, Ash? Our life, you know, it's, 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 and that might sound like a, um, you know, that might sound like a, like a, like a cliche. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have friends, you know, I grew up in a project, so I have friends who are doing some time, you know what I'm saying, in jail, right? I have a friend who just came home from doing nine years for attempted murder, you know? And so when I look at that and I look at the trajectory that my life could have been, um, I have friends who are not here, unfortunately. God rest their souls, you know? Um, people are dying every single day, you know? You know, God rest, God rest Kobe Bryant, right? Like, as a, as a basketball player myself, um, to see somebody who has lived uh, at the highest level, you know, lose their life at 41 years old, right? Like, and he didn't, there's no way, he didn't think that that was going to be his last day. Like, he, you know, he probably had 10 years, 20 years, 30 years planned. Like, he, he had some stuff that he wanted to accomplish, um, but life isn't promised. And so um, I don't take any of it for granted. Uh, I wake up every day and I say, I say, thank you, God, right? Thank you, God, for just giving me life. 
Uh, everything I do with life afterwards is a bonus. Um, just, the, just the ability uh, to be here, right, to be having this conversation with you, like, this is awesome. And everything else that, that, that comes after that is, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of. Um, and so that's what keeps me, keeps me motivated, just the ability. Um, just keeping, you know, keeping death in my mind, not my death, but death just knowing that, because we're all going to die. Like, that's just something that's going to happen. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care who you know. I don't care what's in your bank account. I don't care what connections you got. Like, you, everybody is going to die. But what are you going to do with your life while you have it? You don't know, you don't know when that, that death date is going to come. But what mark did you make? What legacy did you leave? Right? Every single day, I want to I, I max out. Right? And so there are thousands of people uh, that can say that Ash Cash has made their life better in one way, shape, or form or another. And so if God said today is it, then okay, I did, I, God, I did the best of what you gave me. And if, if God gives me 10 more years, 20 more years, 50 more years, then every single day, I want to live in day-tight compartments. Every single day, I want to give you my best. I don't want to give you my best because you're paying me a million and this person's paying me nothing. No, if anybody that comes, that comes in touch with me, I, I want your life to be better. That's my only goal. I see you at the supermarket and you look like, I want you to be like, hey, like, I, like I'm going to give you a joke. I'm, I'm going to make you excited about life, <laughs> right? I, I get on that stage, I'm going to make you excited about life. We jump on a podcast, I'm making you excited about life. I pick up my, my, my cell phone, I'm making you excited about life. Like, that's the only thing I want to do because I live in daytime compartments and every single day, anybody that comes around me, I want them to be inspired and I want them to be motivated. Awesome, awesome. So, Ash, how do you define success? Uh, success is doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, period. Um, there, there is no other definition for me. The only definition of success for me is doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it. Um, if, if, if you have those three things, then you're successful. Uh, if you, uh, you know, live on a fixed income and you enjoy walks to the lake and you can wake up anytime you want to take a walk to the lake, then you, you are successful. If you want to build a billion dollar business, and you're able, and you're working towards that, and you're able to build a billion dollar business, then you're successful. Uh, success is not, for me, success is not defined by society. It's not defined by friends. It's not defined by family. Um, it's not defined by anything else but what you say it is. So when, when I wake up in the morning, I look at myself, and I, and I, and I ask myself, am I, you know, am I being successful in what I want to do? Am I doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it? And if, I, if the answer is yes, then I'm successful. Some days, though, the answer is not going to be yes, right? And so I'm not saying it that, like, for me, I'm not successful every day. Other people might look at me. Other people might look at some stuff I've done in the past and say, yo, Ash Cat, yo, he's goals. He's successful. I'm successful in that particular thing. There's, you know, I have a laundry list. I have a whole page of stuff that I want to do. Uh, and, and so I'm working on those things. And as I'm working on those things, um, as it relates to those things, I may not necessarily look at myself as successful in those particular things, uh, but success for me is me defining, you know, what, what that looks like. Good stuff, good stuff. So you are a finance expert. So can you share 
I know you author eight books, but what book has contributed, you know, to, uh, you know, just made the most impact on your life that you've read? Like what finance book or what book in general? Yeah, so that's going to be Think and Grow Rich. Uh, so it's two books, actually. So it's, it's Think and Grow Rich, um, and it's The Alchemist. And those, um, those two books I actually read annually, at least once, once a year. Um, honorable mention for Four Agreements, but definitely Think, think and Grow Rich um, and, uh, and, and Alchemist. The reason why I Think and Grow Rich, because that's where I get my philosophy from. Um, mind right, money right. It's really the same thing, right? It's really, um, you know, understanding that before you can grow rich, you still have, you, it, it's, it all happens in a mindset. Um, and so Think and Grow Rich for me is a reminder um, on why I need the right mental attitude uh, in order to live how I want to live. Um, and the great thing about Think and Grow Rich too um, is that, um, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about 12 riches, right? Um, and money, financial security is actually the last one. It's not even the, the top, right? So in order to be really rich, we're not saying money. We're saying good health. We're saying love for other people. Like there's other things that are, you know, within being truly rich. And so that's why, um, and, and that's my philosophy. When I talk to people about getting your finances together, it's really not about getting money. It's really about getting your, your mind and your life right. Because if you get your mind and your, right, your life right, everything else falls into place. Uh, the second book uh, I would say is, is Alchemist because, um, without giving the book away for anybody who hasn't read it, um, the alchemist just really says that everything that you're searching for in life, you already have, mm -hmm. right? And, and the things that you're going through are going to lead you back to you because, you know, those who go uh, within could never go without. Um, and so uh, I love that because it's a reminder that you, you're good. You're perfect right now. You don't need nothing. You don't need nothing else. But what you got inside to live the, the life that you want to live is just a matter of you recognizing that and tapping into it. Awesome. Good stuff. Those are two of my favorites as well. So, yeah, awesome. Well, Ash, it has been absolutely great speaking with you today. I thank you so much for being on the podcast. Tell everybody how they can connect with you. I'll make sure I definitely leave all that in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so definitely um, go to my website, IamAshCash.com. Uh, you can connect with me there. Uh, connect with me on all social media platforms using the ha uh, using the handle uh, I am Ash Cash. So that's I am Ash Cash on Instagram. I am Ash Cash on Facebook. I am Ash Cash on Twitter. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram, so you know, hit me up. Uh, I do answer DMs, and you know, I, I, I like connecting with the people. So you know, connect connect with me at, at those places as well. Good stuff, good stuff. Ash Cash, everybody. That's all we have for you today. And as always, stay great. And we are out. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bb networkpodcast at gmail.com you can also connect with me on instagram at i am brandy taylor and at exquisite looks we're also on facebook and twitter at exquisite looks and you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com i really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon remember that all things are possible if you only believe stay great